I know. <laughs> Gotta be like Jeff. I still remember that time a couple years ago when he got really dry in the throat and he was talking. And oh, it geez. sounded like he was on the verge of tears. <laughs> Man, you know, when that dry throat hits. Yeah. When I recorded the original Minecraft episode and how to, that first episode. Mm hmm. I actually had to do an edit in it. I promised I wasn't going to edit, but my throat dries right the fuck up. And so I'm like, and then it's just like, I believe I apologized in the video. I was like, you didn't want to hear my coughing. So Ugh, that's happened to me several times. I'll be talking to a table and, you know, you have to get your spiel out of the way. And then it's like, uh, uh, oh, yes. Pardon me for just a moment. I will be right back. And at that point, you don't want to look like a sick asshole. Yeah. 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 So you grab one of the guest water glasses. You like, <laughs> gargle, gargle, gargle. Oh, my God. Right. I, I would love to have like a, a glass of water sitting on the table next to it and make it look like someone's <laughs> drinking somebody else's water. That just, sounds, to, just to totally gross them out. Be like, <laughs> that sounds like some Dick's Last Resort shit right there. Oh, my God. You want Dick's Last Resort. I did a murder mystery. Uh, we got this guy to produce us after we'd been around for a year, and he was a total ass. He was a dipshit. I don't think he lasted long. You you didn't you didn't uh, meet him. But this was right. Marilyn. No. Oh wow, back those murder mysteries. Yeah, and early uh, days. And this this Joker wanted to be the guy who gets killed, and he was just he sucked, and he was just awful. <laughs> and one of the things he did when he was doing the pre, you know the uh, the mingle, mm -hmm. right? He's like uh, so. These there's the murder mysteries we we, d we used to be hired yes. to play these characters in the full room things banquet yes. rooms. Yep, every table had a, a sheet and we'd do the mingle. We'd, right, the, the, we'd we've done some scenes yeah. and the characters go out and then yeah and and it's the lead up to the murder and then who did it and uh, we're in character mingling and he walks up to this one fucking guy. Is one table. Oh, my. And he's like, oh, what kind of salad is that? And the guy's like, oh, I just got like a house salad. He grabs a spare salad fork. Get out. He spears like a tomato and a lettuce, and he eats it, and he's like, oh, yeah, Caesar dressing. And then he puts the salad fork down with the tines in the guy's plate. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yes! I, I just sat there staring at it, and you know, and, I, and then I look at the guy, and the guy's staring at his <laughs> I'm almost fetal right now. Oh, my horror. God. It was just like, I can't oh. believe he did that. I always love what when guests are like, just like when they when they're trying to complain about something with the food, like here, try it. I mean, I'm like, I'm not gonna eat your food. Oh yes. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. like, what do they think we are? I know you <laughs> you pull out your special try it fork. Well, sir, let me spear. Nom, nom, nom. Oh, you're right. I'm not like a psalm where I've got my little cup. I pour a little and taste it. And go, yeah, the wine is good or the wine is bad. Oh, oh, life of the psalm. Oh, Try God, your food. Psalm see if it's cup. cooked the way you want it, please. Yeah, that's just you. Yeah. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 549. Wow, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And we're here to talk week and geek. Man, the murder mysteries. Ah, did I bring back some memories? Dude, that was my first quote-unquote acting gig in when I moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. She roped in a lot of us. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. There was a... We were... Underpaid, overworked. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really funny the number of people who knew 
knew Marilyn, worked for Marilyn, who did not know each other. Yeah. Yeah. All Vegas actors are connected through Marilyn. <laughs> 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 yeah, really? More or less. I met one guy who, uh, he, he told some hilarious fucking stories of dating her. Oh, oh my. Oh, man. She oh was man. a flirt. Oh, my God. Big time flirt. Yeah, and apparently a little high maintenance. And very high maintenance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, playing Reverend Billy Soul. Is that who you played? Uh, yeah, of the Gold and Silver Tabernacle. That was my uh, the character I originated for that. I oh, did okay. a few others, but that was the one that got the most play. I, I, I don't think I ever did the same one twice. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. In fact, the last one that I did for her, it was uh, based on the movies of Alfred Hitchcock. Ooh. Nice, and so I was, I was the Jimmy Stewart roles. Oh, of, nice! So, for, so I was a combination of like Rear Window and I like that. That's s- actually a nice little concept. It, it was, it was definitely the most ambitious I, I've mm-hmm. seen them. I, yeah. I don't think the uh, audience appreciated as much as the actors did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember we did one. We had to be hot tea and cold mush, and we were a rap duo. And we, we were. <laughs> what? We God, were hot tea and cold mush. Yeah, and we were we were identical twins, except that he was black and I was white, and and he did himself up all street style, and I wore a tweed jacket with a bow tie uh, to to be you know just to get the point across that I was white. <laughs> I wouldn't be apparent otherwise, so I'm yeah. glad we had the help. Yeah, really, and it was funny because boy, oh boy. I think the director told us that at one point he heard the the organizer in the background saying, I can't believe I paid for this. <laughs> it was definitely one of our lesser efforts. Oh, my goodness. Uh, if, if you want to experience it for yourself in Las Vegas, uh, not Marilyn. I don't think she does them anymore. Yeah. But they have that Marriage Can Be Murder show. Yeah, yeah. Which I believe is done in the Sabaro at Bally's. Mm-hmm. A Sabaro? <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, funny. Boy. Yeah. Oh, oh, I apologize. This book at a bad Yeah. It's no. You know what? We had a we had a fun a Halloween one that we did. We played all the Universal monsters and and you know you had your little murder mystery there and we did a Western one that was really that one was really good. That one actually went really really well. The Western one we only did that once, which was too bad. But yeah, Billy Soul was part of the. The whole, it was kind of like the organized crime okay. thing, because Billy's soul was originally a, a gangster who realized religion was just more money and less hassle with the oh, cops. Yes. So, yeah, it was funny. Truth to power, man. Oh, yeah. When I was in college, uh, one of the guys I was in one of my classes had this obsession with coming up with a murder mystery, live action murder mystery style thing based on uh, the movie Rope. And, yeah, I know. Of like, of all things, it's like that's pretty specific. Yeah, like it, it, he he had it like all. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it it is one of Hitchcock's finest because it's filmed in such a way that it's like one long take, even though it's it is broken up into I want to say like large ten minute chunks. There okay. there are pan cuts, or like the pan in front of a box, and then it you know moves on. But, uh, but it's, it's designed are, to look like a yes, single cut all the way yes. through. But it, th- these are some incredibly long takes, though. I don't know why that particular movie, because it is a great movie, right? But but it's it's but harnessed it's very on that specific. premise. Yeah, 
<laughs> that what makes that movie interesting is not so much the story; it is the technical design yeah. telling well, that story. Right. You just do your murder mystery in one long take. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your live performance in one long take. You're right, which was so different than what we were doing. <laughs> you know, speaking of Hitchcock, this is funny. I was watching a Brad Pitt movie. It's about eight years old, called "Killing Them Softly." And it's just a, it's oh, just, yeah. it's just a crime movie. Yeah, but I saw, about that one. I saw something in there that I'd never seen him before, and I, I call it a reverse Hitchcock. You know the the what is it? Dolly forward pan pan back, or you know the the, the, jaws, the, the effect? jaws effect? Yes. Yeah. Well, this it's, it's it's Dolly in zoom out. There you go, Dolly in zoom out. This was the opposite. Okay. It's, it's Dolly Brad, out, zoom in. Brad Pitt's walking down a corridor in a hotel, and the hotel hallway compresses and gets yeah. shorter. Oh, yeah, which that's... was which was weird because I hadn't really seen it ever done like that before. That's one of the effects that was established in like the the nineteen forties style cinema. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Hitchcock had done that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not exactly that way, but uh, I I have seen that done in a movie before. But uh, yeah, it's. I always loved those camera tricks. The problem is you have to use the right lens because yeah. if you, you, and you have to get the speed of the dolly just right sure. at the same time that somebody is doing that, sure. that, yeah. that zoom and in and zoom out. Well, it's incredible. I mean, yeah. it, you call it the jaw shot because that is one of the most effective uses mm-hmm. of it ever. And especially, I, I've tried to call the poltergeist shot. No one runs with it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> right. Well, shot. and funny too, because I think part of it is the poltergeist shot. You almost think it's a physical special effect where they're lengthening right. the hallway because they're using that optical effect for a physical creation. Whereas with Jaws, it is the pure emotion of the moment. And you have... Williams underscore ah, it yes. magnificently. I mean, the the whole emotional tone and and Scheider's face is just yeah. amazing, just amazing. You know, they have that term "one perfect shot." That's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely in the like top one hundred of like the 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 most well known shots. Yeah, in cinematic history. Yeah, you know, I wa- I remember watching Poltergeist, and I would spend. I'd spend forever zipping backward, rewinding and watching it forward, trying to, where are the seams? How are they elongating <laughs> right. that hallway? How is that work? It's, I can't figure it, it out. And, a, and once again, with that music that, uh, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, because that it, it's, it, it, through. and it times with the hallways. So you get the, it builds up to her running and, and it's, it's really laid out nicely and it, it totally, I mean, when someone was like, oh, no, that's a camera trick. I'm like, what? No, you can see the, you can see the, yeah, no, yeah. So it's fun. I always wanted to do it, but I, I never had in my own personal equipment a long enough lens to be able to It's the do first that. time Jeff has ever said that. Right. I, I, I don't <laughs> even know who I'm talking to here. You have to have a lens with a long focal length. To You're do just going to prove, prove it now. <laughs> <laughs> Not in his equipment. Just never had it. So, speaking of shots, uh, what did you do this week, gentlemen? Oh, he's getting out the notes. I got oh, the notes. Oh, fuck oh, me. Well, so, I, I've already said killing me softly, so that's yeah. one thing I did. There you go. Uh, we had talked about it on the show before, but oh, then uh, why are we doing it again? <laughs> Harley Quinn got added to oh, HBO yeah, Max. Yeah. Yep, so yep. 
season one and two are both in there. Yay. So my butt's I am, shaking in happiness. I am finishing up season one and about to start season two, and it is just a gloriously filthy show. It is. It's so. It's so adult DC. It's the with, show I never knew I wanted. With without being like visually gross. It's yes. just it's just the filthy language and yes. It, honestly, it's talk like a lot of people talk to their friends. So it's not it's not over the top in the sense that we'll it's, just call it unfiltered. Yeah, it's it's over the top for a show, but not necessarily over the top for. But it's fucking it's the camel hilarious. cigarette of DC yeah. animated. <laughs> it it is hilarious. So uh, if if you haven't checked it out and you have access to HBO Max. Uh, Definitely, definitely look into it. Yeah, I second that emotion. It's great. Um, I also watched Transformers War for Cybertron on uh, Netflix. Is that one of the new animes? Yes. It's it's G1-style Transformers animation based on the toys that were released a couple of years ago. I believe 2018 or 17 that were the War for Cybertron figures. So the... So the, it's a it's the, a, like the original. It's yes. a big commercial. Yeah, essentially. Um, I really liked it. The Uh-oh. only the only issue I had with it is it's incredibly short. It's six twenty four minute episodes. Oh, okay, well that that was kind of that way with uh, Castlevania. But bear in mind, once you add take out the amount of uh, there's like over two minutes of credits on this thing. So you take that out, and then you take due. out the intro. You're talking essentially six 20-minute episodes. And the the issue that I have is that... They, so, so it's they an hour-and-a-half-long movie. Yeah. <laughs> they hint at a lot of um, character background, but because the short amount of time with the action sequences that are going on, you need to have that second chapter. It's going to be a three-chapter series. Right, I saw it advertised as a trilogy. And I was I was just I guess I was kind of shocked <laughs> at how short hour movies. Yeah. <laughs> I I guess I was just kind of shocked at how short that first chapter is because I was expecting a little more character development and now we're gonna have to wait at least another year for the second chapter. I mean I guess it's nice that they yeah. chopped it up into little bits so you could just come to it and back away from it every now and yeah. then but but, but yeah. you're describing a movie yeah. a regular movie that's that that was kind of my point so <laughs> while i like it and i recommend people check it out i'm very disappointed in the length because yes they could have done without breaking it up into six episodes and made it one 120 minute long thing and it would have been much more palatable but yeah okay there's there's a lot of history that's being brought up that they're not getting enough time to delve into so clearly that's going to happen hopefully fingers crossed in another chapter so don't go to war of cybertron for the for the character development (laughs) well it's it's like it's building up to it it just hasn't happened yet oh well i I guess transformers has never really been a character you just watch what you're saying buddy (laughs) You just watch yourself. <laughs> All right, Riptide, you go be what, whatever you are. Are you a sub? All right, act subish. Um, <laughs> also on Netflix, uh, I don't know how I missed this one because it says 2019, but uh, there was a, a little half-hour comedy special called The Lonely Island Presents The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience, which is... Little background history. 
1988, the Oakland A's, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco were had the nickname the Bash Brothers. Oh, no. And so the Lonely Island takes that and then adds in a lot of the background of what was going on at the time with like their, their drug use and uh, steroid abuse and so forth and all this stuff in a way that only the Lonely Island can do it. But it's a musical experience. It's basically a half hour long rap album. Oh, wow. It is fucking phenomenal. I don't know how to say it any any better than that. It's because it's broken up into like, I'd say like five different songs. Okay. But Andy Samberg and Akiva Schaefer, uh, Samberg plays Jose Canseco and, and uh, Akiva <laughs> Schaefer plays Mark McGuire. And they are basically rapping the story of, the, of their their experience in 1988 uh leading up to their world series appearance and it's just um it's just amazing uh and and hilarious i was cracking up throughout the whole thing so it's on netflix might have to do a search for it because it is a netflix exclusive but it kind of gets buried and i don't know if it's just because it's the baseball theme or whatever shown up in yeah it literally the only way that i found out about it is i was watching some of the press junkets for palm springs and somebody asked them about you know now that lonely island classics is a production company and blah 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 and they said well you know we've only produced a few things right now this uh the bash brothers experience and, and then and i was like wait a minute what's the bash brothers experience and then they did elaborate a little bit later on about it, so I I went and looked it up, and I had to do the search for it on uh, Netflix, and I typed in Bash, and it came up, and and so I was like, I gotta watch this. So anyway, it's uh it's it's great. It if you like the Lonely Island, you will absolutely love this. If you like baseball, you might also find it interesting because it's a it's a fun little slice of the late '80s in baseball when <laughs> when not, I, not when much I cared. was yeah it was like it, not when <laughs> when not much was regulated I guess yeah. in the in the MLB. I like sports, and I don't care who knows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the last thing I wanted to bring up was uh, the I'll Be Gone in the Dark finale was last night. And, and so uh, it's all come together. What do yeah. you think about it as a whole? I'm I'm very pleased with it. Um, I think it is a great tribute to uh, Michelle McNamara and her her legacy of you know crime investigation. The very end of the episode prior to this, they arrest the uh, the suspect, and in this one they delve deep into who this guy is, and they caught him at the very end. Um, they put that he had eventually pled guilty and admitted to all the home invasion rapes and murders, and so yeah, that a was a lot of the wasn't that actually real close to the release yeah. of the yes, yeah. it it literally happened. I want to say January of this year, if I'm not mistaken. So they were already mostly done with this documentary series, and they had to add all that stuff in. Jimmy, type this up, but. Yeah, um, a lot of the crosstalk between departments that apparently was not a a thing that a lot of them did back in the seventies and eighties um, in the yeah. in the two thousands started to happen because of her research and her talking to these various detectives, um, active and retired, and um, and then essentially 
because of her interest in the information that she would bring to these individual detectives that she had gotten from other detectives, encouraged them to kind of start communicating with each other. And then they started freely sharing information, which led to them finding... That was interesting. That this, I, uh, that was, they, they had a little focus on that in uh, Zodiac. Yeah. The uh, yep. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, uh, Downey, mo- Ruffalo movie. Yeah. So. That's 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 a really good film too, and yeah, it's it's sad because part of it is that machismo that a lot of yeah. these detectives had is they they it's their case and they want to solve it, and rather than be open to information from all departments or all forms of investigation, it's like if I don't solve this on my own, it's a direct attack on my masculinity, and that was. Something that actually oh, yeah. is still kind of happening today. In- no. You know what was really weird? There was a, a long time ago, I think actually it helped put Ellen Barkin on the map. There was a, I, f- I forget the name of the movie. It was with Al Pacino, John Goodman, and Barkin. And, and God uh, Created Women. No. Oh, okay. I know which one you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. and I, I will tell you what it is in a second right. here. It's a, it's a murder story. But it was interesting because Goodman is a cop in one precinct and Pacino is in another. And actually... Sea of Love. Sea of Love. There you go. And it was really funny because actually one of the interesting things about the movie is I forget who it is. I think Goodman like comes up to Pacino and he's like, yeah, you know, I've had a couple things in my precinct that sounds similar to this thing that happened in yours. Maybe we should get together and compare notes and talk about it, and Pacino's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's just like, you're ready for the Hollywood, mm, ah, I don't know, oh, yeah, fuck <laughs> those guys, I'm not, you know, and you're all ready for that. And it's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And they hang out, they get drunk, and then they become partners in this whole thing. And it was it was a really interesting departure from it, the it, whole it dick very, swinging. It was very yeah. non-Chino. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Speaking of Gino, I watched Donnie Brasco. No, oh, that's a good one. Yes, I think that's one of uh, Pacino's better performances. Yeah, it it's really actually is. it's actually pretty restrained. Yeah, he's actually kind of controlled there. Boy, boy, you know, all the actors it, in that are just turning yeah. it because uh, DiCaprio's in that too, right? Or am I um, remembering uh, the wrong? No, one? Depp. Depp. That's right. Sorry, Depp. And wrong, wrong D. Yeah. Last name. Depp's ve- no. Depp's very good. Never choose the wrong um, D. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, you you think back to like Godfather, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. he's, I mean, Michael Corleone is just really totally internalized, and then you think about Pacino later as he begins just. Well, hooah! You know, he just he just starts well, I mean, exploding you, all the time, nonstop. Yeah, and you look at the evolution of the Michael Corleone character in Godfather One and Two. It's like mm-hmm. he starts off very, I don't know, very kind of meek. Yes, and he builds up to this right. really intense, very intense individual, very strong. But it's it's funny because it's still it's still very controlled right uh, and and then like uh, you're out of order he, he's out of order you're all at whatever that fucking yeah. movie was that's when he just began exploding well no okay I mean granted there was Attica Attica uh, dog day afternoon yeah but overall he, the, he it became his brand to just be over the top and absolutely yeah. fucking crazy so when you see him do something like Brasco, it's actually 
it's actually a treat to see because he was very restrained. Yeah. It was a really interesting movie. Really interesting. And, you know, you you learn about forget about it. Yeah. It's so funny. I watch those movies and I just go right back to Long Island. It's not even <laughs> like my family was involved with the mob. But, oh boy, the whole southern New York culture, whether it's the island or the city, so much of it is just all over the place. God. It's amazing how many people use that 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 phrase. Forget about it. Forget about yeah. it. And and it's like so nonchalant for them. Yeah. It's like it's just such a part of their vocabulary. Well, yeah, it's 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 a punctuation. Well, because my friend Rick, you know, born and oh, raised yeah. in New York, he yeah. he says that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know he's doing it just to, you know, just to play up the New York stuff. But a lot of times he would say it without even think about it. Yeah, sure. It's like you want to do that? Eh, forget about. It. Yeah. Well, what you gonna call it? Yeah. When uh, you're trying to. F- think of a word and you can't think of it you what you gonna call it that's that's your space filler while you're trying to think of what you're trying to think of which is really funny because you're making your brain work to say what you gonna call it while you're trying to get your brain to work to remember whatever the what you gonna call it you were thinking of it always makes me think of the candy bar though (laughs) those stupid commercials what do you call it what you gonna call it but what do you call it dumb commercial great candy bar though. yes (laughs) i agree so so I saw those, and I yeah. saw I started Bad Batch. I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. Not the yeah. Started a Bad Batch. The Man Batch. The Man Batch. <laughs> well, I, I, dude, I've had that for a while. What? What's the Bad Batch? Is that that new Star Wars? <laughs> no, this is a, this is a. If Jim Jarmusch decided to do a Mad Max movie, but he had the Wachowskis do a whole bunch of rewrites to the script kind of movie okay what's about it, it's uh it's just a dystopian society where the undesirables are sent to this fenced off area of the arizona desert <clears throat> where they basically live like a mad max type of lifestyle okay and um but you said it's jim jarmusch so not as interesting as you said <laughs> well it's it's very long passages of no talking and people walking around and then there okay. are like drug experiences and it's just it's very very kind of slowish so the, sad max sure you know until like cannibals uh, hacksaw off your arm and I'm sorry? leg and eat it <clears throat> wait wait what yeah this girl gets captured by cannibals and she's like uh, belted down and then they this hacksaw off her arm and her leg. And wait, 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 wait. So she's alive. Yes, she's alive. They keep her alive. They you taste know. better that way, Jeff. Well, yeah, you know. So I've heard. So it's interesting. <laughs> so, so is this like like torture porn kind of? Uh, not not so much because it doesn't dwell like say okay uh, so it doesn't lovingly look at the gore exactly okay exactly but but obviously has a focus on the suffering yeah the suffering and the consequences because you know then that girl is got a stumpy leg and a stumpy arm so this so you say so the jarmusch style so i assume it's like a b movie there's kind of sorta okay you know but it's really funny what attracted my attention is the uh the 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 review line in netflix is keanu reeves and jim carrey let their freak flag wait fly. i'm sorry 
Jim Carrey and Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves are starring in this cannibal film? Yeah. Well, they're not cannibals. Oh, thank God. Jason uh, Momoa is. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's a he's a sensitive painter who paints a picture of his daughter and he's a really good painter and at one point uh the the daughter and the mother wander off and the girl uh, who now has a prosthetic leg, also has a gun, and she just happens across the daughter and the mother and recognizes the mother and kills her. Then the girl gloms on Wait, to, does she have a prosthetic leg because it was eaten? Yeah, this is the girl whose leg oh, was eaten. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's this is, I spit on your grave, the cannibal edition. <laughs> kind of, sort of. It's just... But... but not as interesting. Oh well, yeah, say, this doesn't sound remotely interesting at all. Because at one point she loses the daughter because she does an acid trip and well, she like wanders around the desert, and so the daughter gets adopted by Keanu Reeves, who's like this this big to do. He's someone who provides a little hope to somebody in this settlement called Comfort. Find comfort. I expect as much. And so, you know, and he's, it's really funny because he's like some kind of impresario type dude or something. Uh, and they, they do trance music and, and EDM dancing. And <clears throat> How old is this movie? God, it's only a couple years old, dude. Um, I think it's I, like, I just passed it while you were talking about it, 2016. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 2016. Yeah. So, so, so what happens in the end? I don't know. Because I got about halfway through it, and I'm like, ah, I'm just not in the frame of mind for this. It's, you know, I, 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 normally, in a cannibalistic revenge film, I wouldn't ask this question, but is it because you were bored? <laughs> you know, it was, well, it's really funny, dude, because at one point, the girl loses, the girl with the prosthetic leg loses the little girl. And Jason Momoa is now out looking for his little girl, and he comes across... The girl with the prosthetic leg, and he's like, "You're going to help me find my girl," and uh, oh, okay, and that's sort of where I was. It, it, you know, it just at, at some point I was just like, "Yeah." That, that really is kind of the ultimate fuck you, though, to the to the cannibals. If I I brought home dinner, and then all of a sudden you find out they're all prosthetics. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so at that point it's like, I guess we're having soup again. Yeah, you know, well, that's yeah, that that'd be that'd be a revenge moment. Yeah, but it was it was it was it. I, I'm sure there was something interesting in it, but I just well, that's just it. It's, it sounds like it'd be interesting, disgusting, and sad. So to say that, eh, I guess it would be. Yeah, I I almost my mind can't comprehend this movie, Kay. Yeah, I I'm, I couldn't I'm, comprehend yeah. you watching it. <laughs> it was just. Do you know who directed it offhand? I do not. Okay, I do not. I, I, I don't, don't need re- the answer. Don't go deep diving for it. I just well, want to know offhand. I still have. I don't recognize. I didn't recognize it. Um, and it, it yeah, but I'm telling you, dude, there were long passages of people walking, and it could have. There were things where it could have been interesting, but the cannibalism. I was just like, mm, you know. Why are we? Why are we stressing on this? And Anna we, Lily Amirapur. Okay. Or Amirapur. Okay. Uh, since you're there, Jeff, what films are is she most known for? Oh, let's find out. Yeah. Bad Batch. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jeff. Usually, it's, it's, usually it's just right there, right? Uh, yeah. Well, except yeah. it's like it's Jeff. He's doing it's all it, stuff huh? that I don't recognize. Uh, okay, because usually it just has that thing, and you go, I am to be. Oh yeah, it, it um, like three, Empire three, Strikes Back. Yeah, three yeah. or four films that 
they're best known for. I don't need to know their entire oeuvre. It's all television stuff that I'm coming across. <laughs> no uh, wonder. This was for did, revenge. Did an episode of <laughs> oh. Legion, an episode of Castle Rock, an episode of the new Twilight oh, Zone that's on CBS All Access. This was probably for Oxygen. So so this is, but the, obviously that's all post this movie. Yeah. So as so, is so this, before yeah what did um, we do before this a girl walks home alone at night <laughs> oh that one I know <laughs> yeah yeah that one is a, a suppose I haven't seen it but I hear it's an amazing vampire picture and it like takes place in like Iran or something like that I, well, I that, think that I, looks that, like it from I, just from the I believe it's poster. based on a uh, graphic novel oh, okay. Well, uh, so, goodness gracious. So I, and then prior I, I do to that, know that movie. And prior to that, it's like a documentary and a few shorts. That's all that's listed as far wow, as director. But she also has, um, you know, writer, editor, producer credits. So I mean, I'm not going to yeah. delve into all that. But There you go. There you go. You see, Todd? I'm I'm, I'm now actually kind of uh, now, uh-huh. somewhat a curious. <laughs> Did you watch <laughs> not this on Netflix? Not curious enough to watch it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's on Netflix. So that's so if I so if the curiosity gets the best of me, I, I can go ahead and shut down Enemy Mine and watch. Sure. Yes. Bad batch. Bad batch. Not what, the Star Wars. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if it was though? That that's the next Star Wars. That the Clone Wars over. We have no use for these clones. This <laughs> and group, we're really these, hungry. This group of clones go out there and. <laughs> What, what do we do? We're not quite human, so it's not really eating our own. There you go. That's true. If a clone eats a human, right. is it really cannibal? Right. <laughs> These are the questions. You know, These are the deep questions Star Wars needs to answer. Cannibalism is not man-eater. Wait, did you say if a clone eats a human? Yeah. It's not if a human eats a clone. Or, well, either yeah. way. Either way? Okay. I yeah. I don't know. Fuck the humans. <laughs> it's about a bad batch of clones. Hey, the, way yeah. our, the way our planet is going right now. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Fuck the humans. Nothing's gonna surprise me anymore. That's you know th- you know what? That's what we need. We need whale bumper stickers that say "Save the humans." Yes. Slap them on every whale you see. Yeah, and just have them you know <laughs> with their tails slapping the water. Big old one underneath. Yeah, and there's this bumper sticker: "Save the humans." That that sounds like a Greenpeace PETA kind of thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Not. I don't know about PETA. <laughs> Yeah, they I wouldn't want that, stickers on the animals. Yeah, well, I think also Peta's like, yeah, more humans dead, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the they're the ones that are going to go for cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, really. That's true. That's true. Ooh, that'd be funny. The cannibalism compound was a bunch of Peta people. See, actually, it was very gay. There was one scene in the compound. <laughs> okay. The the girl is sitting. You went back to the she's, movie. Okay. She's in the she's in the shade and she's like sitting there sulking because you know she doesn't have an arm and a leg. Okay. And they're like all these muscle men in, in what in Australia they'd call budgie smugglers uh, <laughs> working out and <laughs> you know smugglers. pumping iron. Uh, so smuggling plums. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So Okay, Bad Batch. Yeah. Exists. Yeah. <laughs> starring Jim Carrey and Jason well, Momoa. Keanu Reeves, and Keanu Reeves, and uh, some uh, nice-looking blonde chick. Something got them on board on this screenplay. Yeah, well, it's definitely, it's definitely, and I don't know, maybe it saves itself in the third reel. I didn't make you didn't it. You didn't know you didn't make it that far. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it that far. Well, fair so enough. There man. you go. It could it's, happen. It's not working. Give up on it. Yeah, let's just hope Jake doesn't put this up on one of the Thursday night movies. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to throw the bait, Kay. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and in case you're not aware, yes, every Thursday night, Jake Godbold hosts, hosts a free movie on the Geek Shock Facebook page, and everyone gets together and watches and comments and Mystery Science Theaters it and has a, has, have a, has a gay old time. Yeah, this week, Indeed. or this last week, was uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this upcoming week is going to be, I know the vote is still up there, but there's there's one that like, there was like Beastmaster and something else. Uh, oh, well, Return of the Living Dead. Yes. So, and I think Return of the Living Dead was winning. Right. I voted for Beastmaster, but you know. Not surprising. I voted for Return of the Living Dead. Again, surprising. Not surprising. No Jeez. It's one of the best horror comedies ever made. Hands down. Well, Beastmaster is one of the best fantasy comedies ever made. Uh, hands down. Uh, hands up. <laughs> hands up. Don't shoot. <laughs> hands up. Don't shoot. Yeah. That, well, that they should have said that about the uh, sequel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, there was a sequel, wasn't there? Yeah. I'm not going to talk a lot of Minecraft this week. Oh. Uh, no, I, I, Minecraft, I will. Minecraft, I will say Minecraft. that I uh, I did load up. The latest Torgocraft that went up last night. Okay, I gotta catch yep. up. Uh, the first one on the new server. So Ooh. as as all beginning a new life on Torgocraft, you have to do one thing, and that is find Barry and two annoy the shit out of him. And so I, I feel I was successful on both counts. I I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> it's, it's it's what brings me back. It, it's what keeps bringing me back. <laughs> It is fun, though, the brand new server, and it's so many people are playing now, and there's plenty of room for more, so if you do want to join us playing Minecraft, go to, uh, you'll, you'll find it very easily in the Shock Monkeys layer on Facebook, and uh, then you can invite you to the Discord, and it'll get you right on there. All right. Uh, I, I've continued watching Killer Camp, the... Uh, yeah. That's the reality game show that is basically Friday the 13th. It's, if you're familiar with the awesome. game, game Werewolf, the party game, it's basically that with a, a crystal camp veneer. Con- Werewolf. Continues to be very entertaining. Good. There, there's twists and turns that aren't surprising, but they are entertaining. Killer Camp. Killer Camp. It's it's on CW. Uh, and and again, it's an import from England, so the uh, our, our British friends have already know how this works out. So this is a surprise to us Americans. Because CW's run out of things to get, so they've bought things from the BBC, apparently. <laughs> it's because they had to buy whatever they could get their hands on to well, fill the, you know, they, the, the void. They lose all that DC shit. What are you going to do? I did use up uh, my credits I had Ooh. at uh, War Room Games today. Oh, the, really? When, when I did the auction way back in yeah. February, yeah. You know, five years ago. Um, <laughs> the... So I was like, I, I, and I wanted to ask him, I was like, if I use the credit, is it, is it going to hurt you in, in these trying times? And they're like, no, no, use your credit. We want you to use it and so on. So I did. And I, I got uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is the Marvel miniatures game that mm. was released. And the brand new, recently released, ninth edition Warhammer 40K core rule book. Oh, my God. Wow, you used a lot of credit then, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Uh, say that rule book must have been really expensive. Boy, it, they, yeah. you brought that up to the counter, and he was just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the last one they had, to. <laughs> oh, God. He was just like, ah, that was, that was I was hoping you'd rent. use your credit on something. <laughs> that was rent. So could, you, could you find doing the Don't you, don't you want some? Buy a board game. Don't buy you. a board game. Munchkin. <laughs> we, got munchkin. we got lots of munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> So yay, new ah. rule book, new fluff, new oh, rules. Wow. 
time to get reacquainted so that next year when this all dies down we can play yeah sure because by then matt will have his shit painted (laughs) (laughs) i I can't speak i he he is quarantined again so maybe he is uh painting (laughs) are you okay yeah no, that's just the uh, the chair gave way a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the thingy that that holds the chair up. Oh, okay. It kind of oh. slips. Okay. So I'll suddenly <laughs> just that beautiful surprise in your eyes for that <laughs> quick second. <laughs> someone kicked the chair out from underneath you. Well, I yeah, had right. a, I had an air piston give out on one of those uh, office chairs before, and it like it shocked the hell out of me because it's just like, <laughs> it, it, and it was broken from then on, and I was just like. Uh, was that me? No, no, it's been going bad for a while. I'm like, okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> but it's just one of those, like, you're just sitting there and all of a sudden, thunk. Yeah. Which is almost as bad as uh, when I was at, um, uh, oh, what's the name of that? The the Tiki Room uh, bar that's at uh, uh, the Disneyland Hotel. I forget the name of it. Oh, the uh, Smuggler's Cove? Yeah, I think Advent- so. Adventurer's Crotch? Something like that. Uh, they have, they have. If you're sitting at the bar, mm. they have some of the bar stools that have a that have a um, adjustable air oh. uh, piston yeah. in there. Oh man! So um, my friend Darren and I were there. Darren? Darren's Darren's been on the show before. You know, Cork's most famous bartender. Oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Right. The guy that that <laughs> yeah. uh, that you work. Oh, with. that's right. You're his friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this is back in January when we were at... Uh, uh, January? Yeah. Wow. The, under the wire. Six years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back right when they they uh, opened up Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at that, We were there that night and ran into this, uh, this young Australian lady and we sat and had drinks together. And um, while we're sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm like, something's off here. Well, because we were drinking one of those punch bowl drinks, because she wanted to take the the collector bowl back to Australia, but the only way you could get that bowl was to buy the big drink. But they won't sell it to one person. Wow, so. she had their number. So damn, we helped her out, and and yeah. The, anyway, yeah, we're gonna turn down free booze. What? <laughs> of course she wouldn't. Now but, you need uh, a six foot strong. <laughs> but anyway, so sitting on the the stool, and they did it real subtle in the beginning. Like they were just like inching it down, like. They who they the bartenders oh. they control these chairs so okay what a great job okay so as as bartending as you're sitting well. as I'm bartending, sitting there and then you can affect people's seating <laughs> Darren turns to me he's like did your chair just lower a couple inches and I said I think it is and then you know like it's it was like slow it's like one maybe half an inch every like five ten minutes and then all of a sudden they just let it go and i sank all the way to the floor and i'm like this is a bit isn't it (laughs) and then they they uh ended up uh, pushing it all the way back up to the top and i can't reach my drink (laughs) yeah i'm like sitting there and all of a sudden i right up to the rafters (laughs) (laughs) but uh i was expecting him to slam down and he's doing a little yeah, I want Warner Brothers Cafe. Well, I know. It's, it's funny because I, I had been to that bar before, but I'd never actually got to sit at the bar top well, because yeah. usually you have to... You weren't with a hot Australian chick, so the bartenders yeah. didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Usually, they had to shorten you to make them look better. Usually you have to elbow your way in, get your drink, and then go outside to one do. of the tables and enjoy it. When it, it comes but, to Jeff. 
But uh, but yeah, it was the first time I actually got to sit at the bar, and it was interesting. I've been on those things where it wasn't controlled or anything. They just sucked. And yeah. you're just sitting there, and you're just slowly going down over the course of the evening. I call that playing Minecraft because my hydraulics <laughs> in my chair in the room are giving out. No, no. <laughs> So when I'm playing and recording, I'm slowly sinking to the floor and <laughs> raising it back up. Well, oh, you God. still have my comfy office chair. Why don't you use that one? I'm using that to paint. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's okay. the, you know. Because that, that is a stable. I need a stable chair to paint. You, you don't mix chairs, Jeff. <laughs> right. Yeah, your wife begged me to, to keep that chair. He's like, I need something comfy for him to sit in. I'm like, yeah, you can keep it for now. <laughs> it's I know. How it's, long it's, before he becomes the Dalton Trumbull painters and he's like oh ow my back and then he's in the tub painting <laughs> painting yeah. in the tub well she's like yeah. i gotta go to the bathroom and he's like i got another army to finish first well they are acrylic so it would kind of work there you go see <laughs> anything would... else gentlemen i watched five venoms five venoms five venoms is that a yeah. marvel thing no that's a that's a shaw brothers oh. uh kung fu thing from the 70s no I was I, I was actually shocked because it was a cheesy '70s Shaw Brothers kung fu movie. It was actually it was actually very good. I'm like sitting here watching this movie, and unlike say Bad Batch, I'm like, wow, this is an engrossing story. They're actually like trying to solve a mystery and figure out who's doing what, and then you have all that you know f- fun kung fu-y stuff and all that venom. Yeah, the five venoms. The the there was a one of them was a master of scorpion style. Oh, they're dudes. Yeah, the the house of five venoms has five styles of kung fu. Ah. So you got scorpion, and you got uh, snake, and you got, you got uh, sub zero, toad, and gecko, Melina, and uh, one other that I'm not gonna say because fuck you, Johnny Cage. But um, yeah, no, it was actually it was actually well done. I was surprised. I was surprised, so that was fun to watch. Noted and duly so, sir. Let's, you know what? What? We haven't had a big chunk of news you don't give a shit about, so let's do some news you don't give a shit about. That's more than one story this time. I did want to real quick give a, a shout out to the uh, the Shock Monkeys Lair for the, uh, the donations that you guys If you want to put a news you don't give way. a shit about, sure. <laughs> Well, I was trying to do that before you read news you don't give a shit about, but you jumped right in. I actually started to say it before Kirsten jumped in with his five venoms. Yeah, fuck your five venoms, Kay. Hey, that's a classic. (laughs) You stay away from the classics. But yes, thank you to everyone that donated. Oh my uh, God, everybody. You're kidding me? It's crazy. It's it's, it's blowing my mind. Thank you so much from the bottom of all of our geeky hearts. Yeah, Um, nearly doubled what we were needing to get started yeah so, so. We're, it's it's getting us able to get started we have plans so we've made, made discussions uh this will eventually lead to a patreon as well yes uh but uh, one step at a time as we actually put the foundations uh, the legal foundations underneath this yeah there we, we got go. the, we actually got the first uh batch of the money today so now i can move forward with the business license the good batch yes the good batch. So you're going to see think, some nice, fun changes. Things are in the works, and uh, I, I can't even tell you how much we appreciate uh, the level of engagement you guys did with this. Because I, I don't think it was even an hour that we got the the full thousand that we were asking. And the generate the the generosity is astounding. Yeah, and don't worry, guys. Jeff learned his lesson. 
he will never dare to tell you <laughs> again the, how the, much the, to donate. How much you can donate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we we hit just over nineteen hundred dollars, and there you um, go. I'm, I'm flabbergasted completely. I gobsmacked. I had intended to close it. Um, there were a couple requests to leave it open in case a few people that wanted to donate still could. So that's why I left it open. However, I do want to reiterate, if you're not able to, don't feel bad. Yeah. Uh, it's a very difficult times right now. All three of us are starting to feel the crunch because none of us are working crunch. right now either. So crunch. This is the only reason we did this. Crunchy so, crunch. Um, again, everything that you guys donated was just so greatly appreciated. I can't even begin to tell you. That's so, right. Thank you yes. from the bottom of my heart. Kit even appreciates it. Yes, he's looking out the window saying hi to you right now. <laughs> so wave. He's, he's waiting for that first check. We're going to get some new equipment, get a new soundboard for me to rub my face all over. Kit rubs his his face on this soundboard. There's, there's got to be so there's got to be so much hair inside this board it's by now. It's so fun. It's like what is this soundboard in heat? Because he is just all over it, you know, rubbing his face and Man, he was going buggy crazy earlier. Yeah. He, he was just running around. It, you know, got the full-on kitty YIs. Oh, yes. And pupils dilated. And it's, wow, he was just crazy. So he was very happy, guys. You you made him happy. We'll have to do a Kit shirt. <laughs> yes, man. Kit, you're going to be famous. There you go. That, maybe that's a $7 Patreon level. You get a Kit shirt. We had just uh, the most important Geek Shock member and then there just have go. a picture of Kit. There you go. <laughs> We got to, if, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to reproduce that. We'll have to do something with him sitting in your chair. Cause that, something. that pose actually went really well. <laughs> you missed it while you were upstairs earlier. Uh, we were getting the board set up and he jumped up on the chair and sat there like it was his position. Yeah, there's a spot. Just, just and you know, in your chair. Yeah, just, oh, yep, right in my no, chair. No, in Kit's chair. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Jeff, yes, that's Jeff Jeff's uses. Yeah. Todd's yeah. right. It's Kit's chair. <laughs> I just use it occasionally. It's so, dude, it's funny because it's not like he uses that chair any other day of the week. I don't come in here and see him sitting in that chair. Yeah, he, he's just he flexing. Jumped off of the chair, <laughs> sat down, looked at both of us while seeing what we were doing. Oh my god, that is so funny! Oh shit! See this house? This is my house. Yeah, that's right. You don't like it? You can get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, and the Geek Shock Book Club, of course, August being a graphic novel month, the nominations were put up, and the poll has decided that The Old Guard by Greg Rucka will oh. be the book for August. What nice. a coincidence. Right? It, I do I do feel a, a bit of synergy in that. Mm. I hate using that word, but that's what it is. <laughs> what about serendipity? Sure. I like that better. I'll take it. I don't know. Serendipity implies a little bit of accident. And, yeah, and, and a little bit of sex. I, I Well... <laughs> Huh? There was sex at your restaurant, Jeff? Is there not-, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Didn't you see the movie? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think I think I like in all the years that I was there, I think I only saw the movie that's based on the original one in New York like I saw like maybe 20 minutes total of the movie. So you missed the hot fudge Sunday sex scene? Uh, I guess so. That sounds Jesus. sticky. Yeah. It's the only reason to watch the movie. I don't know if I want to see anything where John Cusack is involved in any kind of sexual... Yes, you do. You don't know it, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is... Uh, what's her name, though? Uh, oh, wow. 
<laughs> What's her name? Yeah. Okay. I just I'm totally sold. blanked out. What you might call it? Um, you, you had me at Cusack's cock, but now uh, that what's her name's involved? No, the one with the hair. Um, <laughs> 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 and no, I'm not calling this episode Q, uh, Cusack's cock. That's just not going not to happen. Cusack's what you might call it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you call it? Cusack's what bad batch. <laughs> Q-Sack batch. Q-Batch. Oh, Q-Sack. Have you seen all the stupid, shitty B-movies that he's in nowadays? Yeah, it's... Well, um, the, the last big one he was in was that disaster crappy old 2012 yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Was that the last big one he was The last in? one I remember him, and he's probably oh, okay. been in more since, but boy, as, as oh, someone boy. who grew up loving Cusack, he's gotten real forgettable lately. Yeah. Say he's, anything. He's taken the Nick Cage route of B-movie High stars. High fidelity. <laughs> yeah. I I heard somebody comment that he's uh better off dead. Yeah. I mean, not that, 16 candles. Not that they commented on that, but he he's a bit of a dick in life. Is that true? You know, meeting him when you meet him in Well, life, you do get a bit of his I dick covered in hot fudge and serendipity, yeah, well, so yeah. that's I I know well. that he's supposedly on set, he's very in the now. So kind of that method acting. Ah. So he's ah. he's professional and expects everyone around him to be professional to the point where if somebody makes a mistake and they have to start over, it can cause some issues. Hmm. Interesting. Not not to the point where I think they that he <clears throat> has that reputation of being quote unquote difficult, which is right. a term that a lot of well, Hollywood tosses out. When that's it's what like, that's what I was leading into with with the movies he's doing now. You know, I mean, it could be that his his star has dimmed a bit well, could or, be or, or, you know, did sometimes, you know, actors are in doing those types of movies and stuff like that. Cause that's what they get. Cause Vincent D'Onofrio was early on called difficult because oh, of, boy. because of how deep he would get into the criminal you know, minds. Uh, what, what was the one? Did? Law and order, criminal intent, criminal and, intent. And that one was supposed to be the one where he really hit a high point of being a, because he, he totally fully took on that character and all of the characters' quirks and traits. And yeah. he even said in interviews well after the show was off the air that he's like, he's like, I just didn't realize how much my involvement in the character was affecting all those people right. around me and that, you know, that that I was the one that was being unprofessional. There was, and, yeah, it was you know, similar th- to like Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. Talking yeah. about his experiences on what it what, what it was that he was a, a profiler, another one of those fucking crime. What is it about crime criminal series minds. making people? Well, Patinkin, Patinkin was but, in Criminal Minds, but his right. his issue was with the scripts because he was just like right. it. Just, everything was so dark and yeah. dreary, and it was giving him nightmares. And it's that's, it's it's heavy material if you've shit. ever seen an episode well, of Criminal Minds. And that's one of the things about if you do a type of if you do a type of method approach, yeah. you know that shit'll that shit'll start weighing on you after a while. Yes, it will. Yeah. I, I worked with that approach for a good good chunk of my stage life and yeah i'm glad when i gave it up yeah sure you, you it'll you know but yeah so like when you're you doing that baggage with you you when you you know uh, work at uh, star trek and, and just oh jesus christ <laughs> when i was a vulcan i was unapproachable yeah you know not but, not the not the jolly uh, social guy that you are right yeah right right jeff I mean, something like that <laughs> jeff is a vulcan what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, i know i know 
Listen to that phony laugh he puts on to make us think he has feelings. Well, yeah, I guess D'Onofrio is now supposedly much more "quote unquote" pleasant to be around on set. So I, I should it's hope like he's so. learned to. I should hope so because he's he just he's really amazing. Well, in almost everything he's been in, fucking a kingpin. Yeah. It was really funny at first when he started. I'm like, mm, I don't know, this is a little too affected for me. But eventually, it just fucking worked. It worked well, so he goddamn played that well. Calm so well that it's like. Once you saw the rage, you could see that that rage was always simmering just below the surface. Yeah. And and he just, he epitomized that throughout Daredevil. So, yeah. Anyway. So. We're getting yeah. way off topic. <laughs> I know. What the fuck were we talking about? Being John Malkovich. Know. That's another good oh, Cusack film. Malkovich. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, Malkovich. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's funny because it. His shit will pop up on Netflix frequently. And I'm like, what What did he? And then you look and it's like, oh, within the last five years or so. It's like, oh, okay, so he's making movies. As opposed to like, you know, Cage who... Johnny Cage? <sighs> Nicholas Cage who's paying... Of, Johnny Cage is one of the five Venoms, Kay. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Cage. I, I got some wins. Venom for you. Flawless um, victory. Um uh, uh, he's like paying off the IRS or something, isn't it? I mean, isn't that why he's doing a lot of those fucking movies? Is to I thought he had recovered from that, but was or, just it, like putting his estate back together. Maybe that's what those movies are doing. Because I think he ended up getting. Or maybe he just likes to make movies. I, I think know. he's emerged I, from bankruptcy. But I, I don't know. I just know yeah. that he's yeah. It's like I mean, all B movies you, now. You know, it's funny you can talk shit like that, but frankly, he's at, a working at, man at my age yeah. and where I'm at. If I was doing that shit. I'd have no complaints. Yes. I'm like, I'm getting up in the morning. I'm going to work. I'm coming home. The checks are cashing. And uh, hey. And I get to do something interesting for a living. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, as exactly. long as he still keeps tipping me fat when he comes into my restaurant. Oh, I don't, shit, I don't shit. care. Oh. <laughs> Nick, Jesus, Nick, did you hear that? Dropping the names. No, Nick man. Cage can do all the shitty B movies he wants. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you for joining us at uh, Jeffrey's Brush with Greatness. <laughs> Shock. Jeff is the ultimate almost Andy story. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to know that he does that. Yes. Too. Yeah. Yes. He's uh, he's super cool, laid back, and very complimentary. Well, that I would totally expect. From I'd him. expect that from John Cusack. Just uh, no, you know, Johnny Nick Cage. Cage. Oh, when did we move to Johnny Cage? Yeah. We just did. You, you're Pay the only attention. one that you're the only one talking about God, Johnny Cage. You know, you're just like two steps behind. You're probably still on news. You don't give a shit about, aren't you? I'm. I'm you know what? I'm not because I'm gonna do it. <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. There, he's, there. He's, it just began. He's Def Leppard, two steps behind right now. <laughs> no, no one is that lame, Jeff. No one is that lame. <laughs> Fuck you for calling me that lame. Oh, ow. the gauntlet has been dropped, sir. <laughs> But which hand? Because the one guy has only one arm, right? Oh. Because of the cannibals and the... I eat cannibal. <laughs> no gauntlet but a pauldron. Um. <laughs> boil, boil, toil, and trouble. In the pauldron. That, oh, wait. No. Cauldron. You could call me a myriad of, of great Def Leppard songs. Hey, myriad. And I'll take myriad. That's fine. But two steps behind. Fuck you. Yes. Todd is our rock of ages. <laughs> I'll take it. That's great. It only took me 33 years to figure out where the line was. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was and it was Def Leppard post-career. <laughs> <laughs>
So what do we not give a shit about? Oh, let's Tom? find out. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. Oh, this this son of a bitch. Under a huge new agreement between Universal Pictures and AMC Theaters, future Universal movies could show up as on-demand movies at home in as few as 17 days from the date of their theatrical debuts. That means that Universal's upcoming releases could be available to rent, but not to buy, on demand only two weeks and change after they've been premiered in theaters. What's that got to do with AMC? Uh, That's an enormous shortening of the conventional home release window, which usually puts new movies into streaming platforms about 90 days after they've released to the big screen. Uh, Variety, which first revealed the deal, uh, speculates the agreement could mark the first domino to fall in a changing movie landscape if the rest of the film industry follows suit. Quote, rival studios are likely to begin pushing for exhibitors to grant them more flexibility when it comes to determining when and how their theatrical releases can make their way into home entertainment platforms, the report says. The thinking behind the deal is to feature theatrical releases as high-end, premium, on-demand movies. Uh, new re- release movies at home would like to go to as for $20 per film, as they kind of are now right now, uh, with a three-month delay before the price can come down or uh, before the films are available to own instead of rent. And it's probably safe bet that biggest universal tent poles like Jurassic World, Fast and Furious, will get longer lead-in time before they show up on demand. But for now, the studio plans to test the new option with, quote, mid-budget fare, comedies, and horror movies that might not have as robust runs in the cinemas, unquote. According like to Bad the Batch. Yes, exactly. Uh, noting that Universal could end up shortening the wait for even the biggest of blockbusters if the new agreement leads to a profitable surge in movie rentals from home. The agreement marks a reversal of the stalemate between Universal and AMC, which saw AMC swear off future Universal releases after the studio decided on a simultaneous digital release for Trolls World Tour in the early days of the coronavirus panic. Uh Uh-huh. But with theaters still reopening in limbo and uh, the Trolls World Tour reported 100 million home streaming success, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's... Uh, shrinking the home release window could be a new way to tap the power of the box office. Oh, yeah. Even at the expense of smaller theaters. Mm. Uh, there's no early word on when the first movies could show up on your TV under the new arrangement. How about movies streamed on demand in theaters? <laughs> you mean different than I said? Got now? it right. See, mind blown, right? Yeah. It, it kind of broke my brain with that one, yeah. <laughs> Well, everyone gets in there and has a vote. I don't know. I was just throwing shit out there to be a pill. <laughs> That's um, actually. It uh, would be kind of fun, though. Whatever, Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if you could get enough money together with a group of people and you go to a movie theater and you whatever fucking movie you want? There's a lot of theaters that do that. Do yeah, they? Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't heard of it, but Jeff will tell you about it. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can essentially set up private screenings if you get enough people and enough uh, money together. Each each much. theater sets their own price, but yeah. uh, so we could we could like we could like take Steve to Casablanca at the Galaxy. Well, not not to no, Casablanca, but we can take him to the Galaxy. Like current <laughs> current theater uh, current theater fair, like whatever's in the theater. See. Like, See, that's you not can, that is you can, not no, what I was talking up, about. No, he wants to watch Cloak and Dagger. As so, usual, uh, Jeff does not understand me. So Kirsten wants to watch Cloak and Dagger. He's really into Dabney Coleman. He is. He's okay. great. Buffalo so, Bill. Right. So Not he, the he, other Buffalo Bill. So he wants who to is come. Who is a cannibal. And, come, come, right. Definitely. <laughs> and 
a dick squeezer. And it puts the lotion in the basket. I'd fuck me. And it, oh my god, what? that reminds me. I watched Jane Silent Bob reboot. Isn't dick, it amazing? Dick squeezer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will remind you without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. The second half definitely. Uh, he started talking a lot about fatherhood, parenthood, and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, little Harley Quinn Smith is an actress. Yes, she is. Yeah. She she can emote. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It is so funny listening to to uh, him talk about his daughter because he's like, he's like, I don't know where she got the talent from because she clearly didn't get it from me. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm a shitty actor, but she is an actress. <laughs> Actually, he was good. It was yeah. one of the funny things yeah. in the, in this one where he's talking. Mm-hmm. Nice comic sense of timing, nice uh, nice reactions. I was I was more pleased with the second half than the first half. Sure, because it for it, I was like, wow, you know what this all this uh, Kevin Smith uh, juvenile humor it's getting to be a bit much for me. It was actually it was actually getting to be a bit much. That was, apparently that was part of the the plan was to set it up like it was gonna just be. Like a carbon copy of the original movie, which mm-hmm. is why that first act and a half is just like you said. It's so it's yeah. all the this the same shitty shit that they had done over and over and over again. And then the twist was that it turns into this real movie. Yeah. At you know at that point and moving as forward. real as Kevin Smith. Yeah. Can. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still very Kevin Smith. Yes. The Skewerverse film. Yes, it is. But it was it was and it was fun seeing everybody. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, did he get a lot of people back. Fan service. Yeah. Yeah. Even Ben. Yeah. Ben. What was the deal? Was it was, like 500,000? Was, <laughs> was it just career that Ben had just entered another strata that they didn't talk uh, forever and ever? Or? There's. Or was they've, there, they've was there tension? Gotten, they've never really gotten deep into revealing what it was that caused the, the rift between the two of them. Um, Kevin Smith has said he he thinks it was like he basically overstepped, uh, he stepped over a line, you know, revealing information about him and his personal life or whatever. Um, Dogma didn't do that well, uh, or yeah. like like revealing stuff about Ben Affleck's personal life that was right. maybe something that crossed the line. Something on Smodcast or something. Well, Smith is like one of those. I'm an open book, you know. Whatever, I'll, yeah. I'll talk about anything. Sure. And well, once Affleck started entering into that Oscar yeah. zone, they publici- publicists and agents and shit, they really hate. Well, they but, really yeah. want to they want to control every bit that comes out yeah. that and, they can. And Smith like essentially admitted he's like I did cross the line. He's like I shouldn't say things about people that I know without getting their permission first mm. instead of just talking willy-nilly about everything. So I, I like I said they've never directly done an explanation as to what it was that he said or did, but he um, he did say that he just you know he got this uh, pressure from people involved in the movie that he's like you should you know like he was like oh I wish Ben were here blah 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 and they're like you should should contact him and they're like, he's like no 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 and they kept pushing him and apparently he he just he texted him with the last number that he knew you know just kind of like a very heartfelt you know message and he answered back and that well, was kind of cool. the it's very cool it was cool to see uh Affleck in there but uh I, I wanted to talk about the uh the the amc yeah but then we gotta start read. talking about uh red Buffalo light Bill. green light I know. Yeah. 
that's actually a huge deal because yeah. the the studios have been pressuring the theater owners for years to let them move up the the dates of when they could switch to on demand and the the rental window. Yes. Um, and AMC being the largest theater chain, they they uh, they were the wall that yes. was going to keep it from happening. They. You know, it's like Cinemark and, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the, the third of the big three, but Cinemark and AMC were like, well, you know, the other two were like, well, if AMC's not going to do this, we're not going to, we're not going to follow suit. And I get why the theater owners do that. It's about the only power they have is yeah. to, is to, because the studio really, people don't understand how much the studio controls with the distribution of it. You know, there's... There's so much that the the theaters just have to capitulate to. It's like, okay, fine, you know, we'll we'll put it in a minimum of, of this number of screens. We'll you know we'll put it in this number of our theaters, and then oh, we also have to take that movie, that movie, and that movie too. Sure, we'll do that. You know, all these kind of bundling type deals. But uh, that was really the only power they had yeah. to try to because. By the time the movie has hit the theater, the studio's really made its money back. Um, and plus, I believe it's the first two weeks of the screening, um, the studio still gets a part of the box office take. It's not a lot, but it's enough that... No, no, I get the, a chunk. It's, it's enough that the theater owners Most of the really time. need to push it into that second yeah. and third yeah, week. Yeah, that, that's when it moves to, over to the to theater. To recoup owners. their that money. That first weekend, they're doing... I've heard that there have yeah. been deals as high as like 80% Yes. Now. It, de- it depends on the movie, yes, obviously. Right. But uh, so, yeah, that was, you know, until they get into that second and sometimes third week of having that particular film in their, in their theaters, they're not really making any profit off it because they've already essentially bet the farm that this is going to be a success and success and that they're going to get a number of you know people in each theater in each screening over the course of that window to at least recoup the money that they spent to get that it's they're not prints anymore it's all shipped on a hard drive but but to get that paid back so that's that's pretty significant i'm wondering if the other two you know if the other Independent theater owners will follow suit or not? When I first saw the headline uh-huh. for it, it was basically AMC and Universal come to a deal. You know, yeah, it's kind of g- generic. I was like, oh shit, the studios are buying up theaters again. That's what I thought <laughs> when I saw that. Yeah, <clears throat> and and now I'm like, we're probably not far back from that happening again. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it doesn't matter, Democrat or Republican. They don't seem to care about people consolidating and. Monopolies and, and nope. bullshit like really. that—they're n- they're not doing their job in that regard, and so I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if studios got back into distribution, or, or, or I'm sorry, they do distribution, yeah. get back into theater ownership. I always wondered how Disney did it with the El Capitan, because I think that's only one of maybe three theaters total nationwide that they own. That's what I mean. Distribute to. That's what I mean. I was like, how are they able to even just do those? Uh, there's probably some special, yeah, they're, <clears throat> I'm, they're, agreement or contract. And, and that might they be have. like, might I'm, be a screening type of deal thing like that. You know, it's it's like being in the theater, having your own theater franchise, and probably the whole exclusiveness. You know, like if Disney 
films were only shown at the El Capitan. It probably has an exemption because it is a, thea- uh, a historical landmark. Okay. And it has been established as such, so that's there's probably some agreement with the... Mm. The city, county, and state that says, hey. Because like, you know my heart wants to scream, because it's the power of the mouse. But right. it, it, it's been this way even when it wasn't very powerful. Then then, right. may, then uh, oh, maybe they also just have a nice end around. Maybe they have, it's very transparent that Disney, you know, owns the Capitan. But actually, if you look sure. at all the shell companies, blah, 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 it technically Cause I, doesn't, it, it doesn't that, look Now that, that I think about it, like, I don't remember whether El Capitan screens any other studio's films other than their own. It's all Disney-owned stuff. Yeah, it's it's probably probably just... And and the the thing is, I know this answer's there. If I go on the internet to Google, why does El Capitan... It's going to be there. So it's it's just me, like, speculating out loud why. But yeah, I, I, I guess it's not big enough to be a chain where they can you know, be seen as, you know, putting their foot down on the throats of the other theater chains since they yeah, only have not, the, the not, one theater there. Not yet. Although, didn't mm-hmm. they just buy another one that's on Sunset Strip or something like that? Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Like, somebody just, bought, somebody just bought, like, the Egyptian recently. So. I don't know. I just can hardly wait for Disney to buy DC. <laughs> hey, don't, uh, don't put it past them. They... Dude, I want Amalgam comics movies although i don't think warner would ever give that up it's even though they don't always no, no, treat di- it the right way no, disney just buys warner that's all it is there you yeah. go there, there's always an end around yeah <laughs> jeff there's always an answer if they, if they can get fox they can get right. Warner. there you go jesus news you don't give a shit about yes due to a glitch in the division of taxation's automated printing system Nearly 200 residents of Rhode Island mistakenly received tax refund checks signed by Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse. Wow, that wasn't uh, apropos timing. Quote, the division is continuing to proactively contact impacted taxpayers to remedy the error and apologizes for any inconvenience the error may have caused, says Jade Borgeson, chief of chief. <laughs> it's his name, Chief of Staff. <laughs> we are the Borgesons. <laughs> Chief of Staff and member of AVA for the state's Department of Revenue, uh, he said in a statement to CNN. According to Borgeson, <laughs> sorry, I got Swedish stuff in my head. I'm, I'm thinking like a Borg centric sitcom. It's like <laughs> the Borgesons. <laughs> Checks should have displayed the signatures of state treasurer Seth Magaziner. In a s- <laughs> they should have had his signature check Magaziner, but instead... And state controller Peter Keenan. Instead, Mickey and Walt's signature lines were accidentally sourced from the Division of Taxation's test print files. Oh, those are placeholders. Yes. That's yeah. funny. Uh, if you're one of the few who received an erroneously signed check from Walt and the Mouse, you're urged to contact the Department of Revenue since you won't be able to deposit the faulty check uh, as they've already been voided. Uh, new ones will be reissued to affected uh, recipients over the next week. They've been voided because I wonder That's how many fun. banks how many banks just took those checks and slapped them in there. And- sure. Well, for those that don't know, like in graphic design, a lot of times if you don't have a, a key element 
you'll but you know where it wants where it's going to go on the layout you put a placeholder in there sure and and then you replace it with the actual file later on right. when and it you comes usually across. do something that's ridiculous yeah. that someone yes. wouldn't miss like mickey mouse and oh right. Right. well it's like it's like andy here on the podcast yeah. he's a placeholder yes you know a lot of graphic designers have a pretty twisted sense of humor so they yes. do shit like that all the time <laughs> yes he andy is there until commander luddite returns yes, so, yes. that's true captain yeah. luddite that is captain what i said luddite. How dare you demote him like that? <laughs> he's some, somewhere he's like, Commander? Yeah. When did I get demoted? Fuck you, Torgo. I write you a song, and this is what I get. There you go. And the, the next song will be Master That's right. Torgo, next Master ne- Torgo. He's not as nice as everyone thinks. <laughs> Master Torgo. Next, next week, Master yeah. Torgo. It's Captain, not Commander. <laughs> Just a little reminder. <laughs> Torgo is a dick. And, and check out Adam Kozlowski's uh, YouTube channel. He writes very charming songs. Yeah, he wrote he one about Todd. So you know. Yeah, the rest of us are all just pieces of shit. That That's right. Care there about. you go. <laughs> I scraped Jeff off the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> I flushed Kirsten down he the toilet. He didn't remember my name, just like everyone else. I run into this yeah. a former Andy STTE is a placeholder. Yes, he's like, uh, oh yeah, you're Darren's friend, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that all, old chestnut. <laughs> these all sound like songs that Barry would write. <laughs> It's true. Oh boy, the two of them collaborating. That wouldn't work. It's like oil and grape juice. It's just not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're talking two two sides of the niceness spectrum here. Two sides of the ni- what? Two sides of the niceness spectrum. You got Barry on the zero side of the scale. Oh, I I think he's a negative integer. And then you got Luddite, who's like just nice to everybody he runs into. He's yes. he's a goddamn ray of sunshine. Although he's a very angry drunk. Well, don't get him angry and drunk. <laughs> that, by the way, is just a joke between uh, Luddite and I. We after uh, Paul's uh, improv teaching things. We would uh, the whole bunch would go down to PTs and hang out, and I would go there and join uh, Adam, and he and I would be the only ones not drinking. <laughs> so we would sit there sipping our diet sodas or our waters, and it was really funny because every now and then he would make a crack, a nasty crack about somebody, and one time I just went, "You're a nasty drunk," <laughs> and the joke just kind of stuck. So there you go. Callbacks to in jokes. Oh yeah, the good old days. News you don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. The first numbers have started to drop from the new NBCU streamer Peacock. NBC. Uh, <laughs> Giggle. HBO Max grandfathered fans in and gave automatic memberships to select AT&T customers. Peacock's strategy was more angled toward having a completely free ad-driven tier. Now the latter is saying that their numbers have come out on top. While streaming numbers are taken with a grain of salt, uh, Peacock has claimed <laughs> that it has reached 10 million signups since its limited April 15th launch. Quote, Universal, oh, sorry, NBC Universal successfully launched Peacock in Comcast Cable's footprint in April ahead of the streaming service U.S. Nationwide launch earlier this month with 10 million signups to date, said Comcast chairman and CEO Brian Roberts during the company's second quarter earning report. This number, of course, 
quote, exceeded their expectations, unquote, uh, though they hope to have 30 to 35 million subscribers by 2024. HBO Max, for context, claimed 4.1 million subscribers over its first launch month. And to put all this into perspective, Netflix has 128 point, sorry, 182.8 million subscribers. Mm. So you, Goodness. You, you got some work to do, Max and Peacock. <laughs> he said Peacock. I mean, problem with Peacock is that it's... <laughs> <laughs> now that sentence right there, problem with Peacock. I'd watch that show. <laughs> there's not a lot of exclusive content on there yet. There's, there's no reason to go. Battlestar Galactica, that's what you got. Because, yeah, I mean, there's... There series that are coming soon are still a ways off. Yes. Uh, there's only like four exclusive series on there and uh, and then like one exclusive movie. So I mean, it's, there's not a lot to watch unless you're just into a bunch of classic television. Right. Because it seems like that's all that's in there. Granted, they just added in a few others like E.T. and... Like they've they've added some other entertainment classic movies. Uh, no. Jurassic Jurassic Park and ET were the two big ones that I saw that got recently added in there. So, um, so and 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 again, it's all Universal owned property. So it's just one of those things. Is like you know, unless you want to watch some old television that unless you've you forgotten got it, about, unless you need to get your Leave It to Beaver on. Yeah, news you don't give a shit about. Space Camp has launched a crowdfunding campaign to keep its doors open as attendance has dwindled through the coronavirus pandemic. The camp, hosted on the campus of the U.S. Space and Rocket Center at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center, is aiming to raise $1.5 million through a new GoFundMe blitz in an effort to bridge a gap in operating costs while waiting for the pandemic to subside. Meeting that target would stave off permanent closure not only for Space Camp, but also for the adjacent U.S. Space and Rocket Center, one of the most popular space tourism destinations in the U.S. and the most heavily visited tourist attraction in Alabama. Not saying much. Despite its it's close working environment with NASA, as well as serving as the Marshall Space Flight Center's official visitor center, neither the museum nor Space Camp are federally funded. The camp has served as a... The kid is rubbing his face on the... (laughs) Of uh, the corner of the the, the, like, the console like, again. We just talked about this. Uh, We've discussed this kid. Yeah. He got tired of the windows, and now he's coming for That's the kid, real yep. stuff. He loves that corner. <laughs> it's interesting. It's uh, face rubber. Uh, neither museum nor space camp are federally funded. The camp has served as a childhood launch pad that helped blast off the careers of several real-life NASA astronauts, including Robert Hines, uh, Katie Rubbins, Sandra Magnus, Dorothy Metcalf Linderberger. Leah uh, Thompson. Yep. Uh, Virgin Galactic astronaut trainer Beth Moses is also a space camp alumnus, uh, having attended camp's adult space academy in 1989. Uh, so far, Space Camp and U.S. Space and Rocket Center, uh, when I checked it yesterday, have raised more than $1.2 million of that requested fund. Yeah. And, of course, Jeff comes in with the rest of the good news. Uh, yeah, I guess Boeing donated $500,000. and I'm Funded! Like, I'm like, well, they're not all the way there yet. They're getting close. But I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, if all they were after was a million and a half, why couldn't Boeing have just donated all of that? Man. They they've they've done bigger donations in the ba- in the yeah. past, and not to mention 
Boeing needs all the tax write-offs it can get true. right now. Very true. Uh, I'm going to guess this is going to be funded by the end of the week. Probably. It's, it um, seems to be growing in that regard. As opposed to Geek Shock, which was funded in like an hour. Yeah. Just, you yeah. know, not take, brag. Take, take that, Rocket Center. Yeah. The, the Space and Rocket Center Sit is down. one of the better museums if you like NASA history. It's in, beautiful. In the, it's, it's, it is great. What if you don't like NASA history? Well, then fuck then, you. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, child. I was going to... I don't know. I just thought if you didn't like it, maybe you'd still like the museum. Then you can go to Alabama's second biggest attraction. Uh, Big ball of twine. (laughs) (laughs) Donnie's Tooth Emporium and Raccoon. (laughs) Bubba's Guns and Liquor. Uh, yeah, I don't even... We kid the red states. We kid the red states. Alabama. (laughs) But, yeah, um... Todd and I spent a lot of hours in the in the museum and at space camp. So um, at the same time, yes. Except for that wow. last year, we couldn't get You're the right. same week. You're but, right. Um, that sucked too, man. Yeah, missed you then. Yeah. Like, there was like the only week that I could go was like the only week that you couldn't change it to. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. But uh, yeah, lonely week, Jeff. And I, I now blame kid you. is rubbing his face on my chair. Uh, anyway, uh, your chair. The museum is amazing the staff there is amazing and and i didn't know this until i went to the space camp for the the second time around but the 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 museum has always survived on donations because even though they as you mentioned in the article they are the official visitor center for the space and rocket center or they excuse me the marshall space flight center they don't get any funding from nasa so all the stuff that they do for NASA directly, they don't get paid for. So, um, and then Space Camp was always funded through um, the admission that you pay yeah. to go to go to Space Camp. But when you think about it, it's not a lot. Like we were only paying what four hundred for the whole week, five hundred, yeah. except like, for the the last tract, which was like about eight hundred dollars. Right, but that, that, yeah, it's that, more of a college kind of tract yeah. anyway. And it included your room and board, so you were getting all of this. Fantastic, you know, fun experiences, training as an ast, you know, training to be pretend astronaut, but they were feeding and housing you. So it couldn't have been that much of a a margin. And they found a scientific use for a Gravitron. Yeah. Good on you, Space Camp. So there you go. um, If you can donate, I highly recommend it. It's uh, savespacecamp.com. Um, they probably will hit the funding soon, but so don't worry you, about it. If yeah, if you don't, if you can't, don't worry. Write about a letter it. to Boeing and say, yeah. you know, what the fuck? Yeah, so. cough up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, we can geek. Sure. Woo-hoo. Okay. This Here this this are. next one though. Oh no, is this is like right on the border? Oh oh boy, is it? Because I, I okay. like I'm, almost I'm, to the fact that you should have put it in news. You don't give a shit about. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh. Uh, and there's a reason why I didn't. You'll, you'll see why. But then I'll explain why I couldn't just. All right. Unbelievable. With, in every with, way. And that's with five exclamation points. Oh, the, oh. the movie. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm. I'm fully aware. I'm of this. sure you are. There's no doubt. In my. I was like when I saw this. Like Jeff knows this. I know people that were involved in the production of it. Not surprising. It's described as a Star Trek parody. Yep. Written and directed by Stephen L. Fawcett. The movie follows a group of astronauts 
one of whom is a marionette named Captain Kirk Stillwood, uh, on a rescue mission to save their space agency comrades from a lunar base on the moon. Soon, the group finds itself locked in a life-or-death battle to save Earth from an invasion of killer plant aliens led by Snoop Dogg, taking eight years to complete. Unbelievable! Features over 40 Star Trek veterans like Nichelle Nichols, Robert Picardo, Walter Koenig, uh, Michael Dorn, Production also got Gerald Freed, who is the last living composer of the original Star Trek TV show to craft the music. Uh, the Captain Stillwood puppet was created by the Chiodo brothers, who worked on 2004's Team America World Police, as well as Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But the puppet, yeah. is, but that puppet is right from Team America. Yeah. Uh, the movie's impressive list of supporting actors includes Garrett Wang, Chase Masterson, Tim Russ, Michael Madsen, Robert Davi. Uh, Marina Sirtis, Nana Visitor, Linda Park, Connor Turnier, Mackenzie Westmore, uh, Anthony Montgomery, Gilbert Gottfried, Olivia Diabo, uh, Julie Warner, Armin Shimmerman, Jeffrey Combs, John Billingsley, Dominique Keating, Max Grodenchik, uh, Casey Biggs, and Christopher Duhan, to name a few. Yeah. It is a laundry list of X Trek. Yeah. And I saw the preview. And it looks fucking horrible. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Oh, no. My mouth was agape going, what kind of rinky-dink bullshit is I, this? So, Jeff, give us the inside scoop. How did they get all have... these people? I mean, mind you, Snoop Dogg is not really choosy on what movie she's going to be in. But he's well, a name. He's a name. Yeah, a lot of those... Actors that are involved work on each other's projects. Sure. So that's that's how Kirsten they got all of those people to do this. And the, um, and these are names. Isn't that, it Renegade Studios that's doing it? I, I, do, I, I maybe I'm I'll not have sure. to look that up to make um, sure because I I I don't remember what you know and, name and, they went under. But and some of you, when I was naming off all those names, you're like, oh, okay, I know Jeffrey Combs, I know Michael Madsen. Uh, the rest of those people, I have no freaking clue. That's because they're all Star Trek people and you don't watch yeah. Star Trek. It's as simple as that. But if you're a Star Trek person, you recognized every name on that list. Well, the, the, the weird thing is, like, this started, like, 2010 or 11, if I remember correctly. It, eight this, years in the making, it this says. Is, this, is, this is the only knowledge that I have about it, Kirsten, is that it started in, like, 2010, 2011, and they had originally hoped to have it out by, like, 2013 but it kept getting pushed back it looks so cheap it's wow it isn't it's an independent film where'd you find it it is uh i found it combing through the gut apparently it's uh red carpet debut is today yeah so where somewhere in hollywood oh like at a theater i i I don't know i I thought you saw the trailer did you see the trailer on like youtube uh i vimeo I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think it's on YouTube. My guess is that a lot of it. Remember, would have it's unbelievable. To do with, five exclamation yeah. points. Get it? Otherwise, you're going to get a different one. Yeah. My guess that fu- is that funding was the biggest issue. Uh, lo- looking of- at the special effects, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> those those things get dragged out for years when there's not plants money. Jeff, plants. I know. Plants are the villain. I, dude. And it's not like they're plant aliens. No, they're. 
fucking plants. I, I are they? Have, I don't they, have any inside scoops to plants? tell you on this one. When They're, I when I heard uh, the moon snip- is being attacked by a fucking fern, Kay. Oh well, <laughs> I, are you sure it's not a pot plant? Because you know Snoop Dogg. Oh, you can you can guess. You, oh my God! What? <laughs> you you know that's gonna be in there. Boy, of course, it's gonna be in there. The the Man. idea to make a comedy, I think, was the sound one, but I think the execution is where it's it's lacking. It obviously wants to be a Zucker style comedy. Oof, yeah, right. It's obviously somewhere underneath uh, Scary Story Five. Okay, <laughs> as far as. First scary, first scary movie. Yeah, is a is a it's a good movie. Yes. I'm going to stand behind that absolutely firmly. And boy, diminishing does it, returns. Boy, does it on fuck all the off others. from there? Yeah. And so, if you think of remember when they came out in the early aughts with all those really really bad spoof movies, I can't oh, yeah. remember the two guys that are always doing it, but it's the same two guys who consider themselves the new Abrams and Zucker, and, and they, they, they were, were not. Yeah, they were horrible. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that this movie aspires to be them. Okay. Wow. I, you know what? And and, and I, I know it's it's kind of cruel because I've not seen the movie. I can't speak from actually seeing the finished sure. product. But if your trailer yeah. is is your cuts of what you feel is going to sell me on this product, that these are the these are the parts I think is going to bring you in. Oh, you you fail. You fail miserably. Goodness. It's and there's I, there's a lot of shit on YouTube that is unbelievable. Yeah, of course there is. That's why you need five exclamation points. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I'm not finding this. You oh, can't write unbelievable movie because then all of a sudden you're going to get a bunch of Star Wars tirades. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to look it up as unbelievable the movie, Kirsten. <laughs> Uh, do I use the exclamation points or yes, not? Probably. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. I'm. It's it's one of those weird things, and this happens a lot in that Trek alum group. Yeah. Where they they do a lot of these independent, self funded, or funded by donation projects, and there's a there's a lot of talent involved, and it always seems like the execution is just shy of being. Here we go. When, when I saw the trailer for it, it looked to me like it was something that you would see on the sidelines of some con. Yeah. That, yeah, we got together, friends and I, and we kind of made this movie. It's kind of dumb, but we had a good time making it. We got some cool people in it. Right. You want to buy it for five bucks? There you go. Sure. That's that's what it looks like, except they've got goddamn Trek alumni. That's It kind of made me sad. I think that's why my, I, yeah. I'm so worked up about it because no, I, 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 f- I realized they made the decision to be in this movie. Yeah. They saw the script and said yes. But I'm like, wow. When when, you were, when earlier we were talking about oh what oh how far Cusack has fallen. Fuck that. A lot of it has. <laughs> to, I, I will tell you, a lot of it has to do with that that close friendship nature of that group. And when one member of that group says, hey, will you be in my thing? Even if it's a terrible script, they still agree and they do it. Because who's going to see it, right? Right. You know, a small group of very loyal fans that are going to be like, okay, well, it wasn't great, but I'm not going to hate them and not watch them in something else. Right. So that's a lot of times why these projects get made and then get put out. And 
on the one hand, I never want to badmouth anybody for getting something done because there's a lot of effort that goes into making a film of any kind. Yes. Oh, Eight but, years worth. But on the <laughs> other side, when you have that much talent that is involved, not just in the acting front, but the production front. It's a who's who of sci-fi television. It's, it's difficult for me to not be a little harsh in judging it with the potential that is there and is not achieved. I haven't seen this yet, so I can't... I've seen the trailer. I know what you're talking about. I have not seen the finished product. Right. So I can't say one way or the other whether this is... Oh, hey, it's got a Gorn. down by its trailer or... Yeah, is, it has a Gorn and a, a, a versus a marionette. Whether this is a movie that's going to be let down by its trailer. Heavy references to silent running. Or the trailer is exemplar of oh, the ow. actual finished product. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say on this one. <laughs> there, there, I have seen other things in maybe, the past. Maybe, where, Jess, yes. maybe the special effects were placeholders. I, <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, too, because I have, I have read several articles from, from CG groups that get to work on films, and they're like, they do, like, non-final render stuff that's essentially put as a placeholder, that finds its way into the theatrical release, and they're just mortified. They're like, that wasn't a finished product. We were still working on that, and that got turned over to the studio, and the studio cut it into the to the finished theatrical release. And, and they're, folks, they're just, just horrified. Just to let you know how the YouTube algorithm interprets this, it went right from unbelievable the movie trailer to a video of Squirrel on a Trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm going to tell you right now is a lot more entertaining. Oh God, <laughs> squirrels! Squirrels! Anything on YouTube is hilarious. Like, wow! Jeff's, a, Jeff's I, went over I, I, I hit a Jeff button. Squirrel on a trampoline is hilarious. Uh, the squirrel obstacle course one that would just cat eating ice cream. I'm, absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that go. too. Growing up in Kansas, like squirrels do some really incredibly hilarious things oh, okay <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was doing, I was wondering where this was anyways going. shatner <laughs> I, um, I was just you know just, squirrels have seen some shit man and they're goddamn brilliant like you you think you my grandfather was always trying to outsmart the squirrels that would eat his uh, <laughs> i'm not kidding you this is a true story <laughs> My grandfather had squirrels that were always eating the fruit and the nuts and the trees that he had in his 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 land, and he, he was so frustrated. He'd come up with these elaborate traps, and they'd always thwart him. It was hilarious. Oh, Nedley, you got me. What? Nedley, you got me again. Why can't I protect my nuts? <laughs> All right. Oh, my nuts. Oh. Jeff, I really appreciate you. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was I said that triggered you both because you just both simultaneously lost it. <laughs> just rewind and you'll know. You'll know exactly what, what got us. Oh. Oh. I almost feel like I can't go on. It's a, let's end on a high note, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I can't. I can't go. I can't. Uh, uh, yeah. 
We can't end on that story, though. <laughs> Unbelievable is the only one that we get through. That's not the story we'd end on. No, no. <laughs> It'd be Grandpa and the squirrels. <laughs> Dang, damn it. <laughs> I see an animated oh. feature. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's just it's a, very basic classic Looney Tunes. Yeah. Elmer Fudd v God Bugs Bunny, except switch them out for Grandpa and a Squirrel. Yeah. It ends with a big Rube Goldberg machine. <gasps> yes. Where he's trying to fuck up the squirrel, and the squirrel is just. You can't. Too smart. Nope. Especially that one. Rube Goldberg. Dab, Lispa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your squirrel? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Oh, really? <laughs> And uh, yeah, there's more news, but uh, <coughs> that's that's uh, oh. we'll save it for next week. I'm sorry, Wilford Brindley. We'll talk about you later. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Can't believe you're gonna end the show. Up. Eat your oatmeal. <laughs> oh. Well, if we didn't spend so much goddamn time talking about <laughs> hide, hiding people's crotches and the fact that I would fuck myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Now I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind it. Rewind yeah, it. Let's see where it's, 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 it's there. Listen. <laughs> oh early God. part of the show, you'll catch it. And uh, <laughs> and again, thank you, everybody, for uh, helping us turn this into an actual thing over 10 years later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we love the fact that you've continued with us on this journey. And uh, next week will be 550. And, oh, my God. And, on, uh, and upwards onwards we go. So Indeed. So thank you so much. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And we will talk to you next week in Geek. Well, we can talk about the Hugo Awards. That was kind of big. We kind of just oh, yeah. get to that Hugo one. Awards. Bentley, the Splinter Cell animated <clears throat> movie. That's, uh-huh. We'll yeah. talk about that. that. Really cool, yeah. Uh, the fact that uh, Batman Death in the Family is going to be an interactive movie. Oh. So kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. So just like they did in the comic book way back when, you get oh, to good. decide if Robin dies or not. Yeah, he dies. Right. Well, he did then, but now it's he, up to you. He's still dying. If he dies, he dies. See, Jeff's got Jeff's go. choice. He's made his choice. Yeah. Uh, the Matt Corey short story, Dan Harmon signing a deal with Fox Entertainment. There's so much news, but no, go. we've got to talk about unbelievable. You know, and and those those smart squirrels, they're smart. <laughs> they're so smart, Kay. Yes, they are. And they're more fun to watch than all the Trek people <laughs> in one movie. They do their own stunts. Yeah. The effects are so much better. You know what? If they'd have changed the plants to squirrels. Oh, shit. Right? Nah, squirrels are too damn smart for that. No, see, that's just it. They're too smart. They'll be fun to watch. <laughs> oh, oh, you're saying they wouldn't sign on to a movie like that because they're yeah. just too smart. See? Sure, both. <laughs> <laughs>